tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial, LLC, member SIPC. Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 Anajar and Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. Hey, welcome back. Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. Matthew Driscoll, UNF men's basketball coach, going to join us in just a moment. But Bruce called in, and he had a couple of things. That crazy play, whatever that was on fourth down. Yeah. We talked about. But he mentioned ShotCon and the 100 losses. I, I, here's the – I don't know how to fix that, right? I mean, you're not going to catch up to the record. The record is bad. There's no way to defend the record. Yeah. There's no way to defend the Jags anymore. Listen, I've tried defending a lot of the stuff over the years. You can't. You have to now change it. You have to fix it. And you have to make correct decisions. That is what is tasked to Shad Khan. He has made mistakes. He's tried different things. They haven't worked. They worked for one year. That's it. And and no sustainability. So there's no getting around that. The 100 losses are what they are. But now he has a chance, in my opinion, given cap space, given the record, given the draft position, to really change it. And he's got to get it right. The, like Bruce said, hey, what I would do is sell it to somebody. You're not selling it, okay? It, Shad Khan's the owner, and he's going to be the owner. And there's no... There's really no uh, hint that he wants to sell it, wants to get out of Jacksonville, any of that stuff. In fact, he's trying to lay more anchors in Jacksonville around that stadium. So what they need to do is get the right people in, and they need to make the right decisions. Yeah, listen, I don't need an aesthetically pleasing round number um, to tell me how bad it's been over the past decade. Okay, because it has been. All right, I've been a part of those seasons, and I've watched a couple of those seasons. So yes, I understand it's been bad, and you can go ahead and say a hundred all you want, a hundred, hundred, hundred. At the end of the day, um, Shad Khan's not go anywhere because he has the choice. That's what happens when you have the most money. All right, you got the most power, and it's not like a coach, it's not like a GM, and it's not like a player where if you don't have success, you're gone. When you own the team, you can do whatever you want. So. Well, you know, I just, I mean, I, I don't know. It's a, it's a catch twenty two, right? Because I see a bunch of the fans bringing up a hundred losses, but then I also see the fans celebrate when the Jaguars lose because they can get Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields. Yeah, it's an odd so thing. So yeah. how can you have it both ways, man? Well, I just don't know. I will say this: that's not on the fans; it's on the organization for putting them in this position. No, without it's a just, doubt, it's uh, it's not a good spot to be. And, and we're all just trying to find a way to fix it quicker. Yeah, and, and that's the bottom line. Hey, speaking of a guy who knows how to fix things, maybe he has some advice. Uh, Matthew Driscoll, <laughs> UNF men's culture basketball builder, coach. man, culture yeah. builder. I mean, how the heck do you fix this thing, from coach? Culture, coach. <laughs> First of all, when you said lay anchors in the city, I think you've seen his yacht a couple times downtown. That, thing, <laughs> that, thing, that thing's got a heck of an anchor on that thing. Hey, uh, you know, a couple things I would say right off the bat. Number one, I love your guys' optimism as far as. Us going into Cleveland next week. I mean, you know, when the Jags go into Cleveland and they obviously compete in this next game, I think Tomlin had it right. I mean, it's this isn't these are pro athletes, and uh, and they have a job to do, and, and there's something that's they've put in front of them, and I don't think anybody wants to walk off the field like other people, or maybe go out there and go half stepping, and actually, you know, you get an injury, and you're done for the rest of your career as well, too. So I don't think these guys go out there half stepping, but I would say this, four seasons ago, 
I don't think we can dismiss it as quickly as everybody does. And I think the reason for that is because how many pro bowlers did we have on defense that year? Well, I want to say there were four of them. Yeah. Four? Okay, let's say four. Right? So, so that was the whole deal. Like, we really started defending. And then next thing you know, there were some passing. There was some running by Fournette. There was some, you know, Bortles could get it out, dink and dunk. And then we were at – but then we got rid of all this for whatever reason. Things didn't work out, and all those things went down the pike. But I think defensively, when you look at youth in this league and you've got to battle Ben Roethlisberger and, um, and just because of yesterday, but all these other quarterbacks, even Phillip Rivers in the first game of the year, I mean, it isn't like they were going up against Chop Liver. When you have young people having to go against these kind of players, it's very, very difficult in, the, in that league. So in my opinion, I really, really would hope that they would just uh, like sell out monetarily and really, really, really do the free agents like we did. Because if I'm not mistaken, wasn't it one draft and then like three free agents? Yeah, it was wasn't Calais, Campbell, Calais, free agent, AJ Boye. Number 75, yep. Yep, Boye, number 75, that crazy lineman that was Malik unbelievable, Jackson. four yeah. or five plays. Yeah, Malik Jackson another, was part of it. And then and then the linebacker. What was the really great linebacker? Um, um, uh, the one that didn't play the next year because he was hurt. Yeah. Oh, not not Telvin. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, okay. whatever his name was. Yeah, wasn't he on that team as well too? Yeah, he was on that team before he just abruptly retired. Yeah. So, but, I, but I'm saying, but my point, my point is, there was a lot of really talented players. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I don't think we should dismiss that. I think our problem is, after a while, it's kind of you know, fool me once, shame on me; fool me twice, shame on you. What do we, you know? What are we going to do? So, I would hope they would they would really really sell out and bring in some experienced defenders, especially if we're going to get if they're going to get Lawrence or they're going to get Fields or they're going to get one of those guys. Yeah, and then that could change. I mean, it would be something they've never had before if they can do hey. that. Uh, so, it, But, like, you know it too, Coach. I mean, the thing that happens, you're going to have to replenish it sometimes. I mean, they could have kept Ramsey. They could have kept Ngakwe for a long, long time. Didn't work out. Tevin Smith abruptly retires. But you still have to make Boy, the yeah. right decisions. Yeah, you have to make the right decisions, who to get rid of at the right times, you know, who to bring in yeah. at the right times. Free agency is a dangerous thing when it comes to that. Obviously, who to draft. But you have to have a culture in place that has a standard. And right now, the Jags, unfortunately, because they haven't won, uh, they don't have much of a winning standard outside of 2017. You walk into Pittsburgh, you walk into Baltimore, you know what's expected. You now walk into your program versus before you got there, and you know what's expected. Now you might not have known what was expected before you got there. So who's going to build that are are the questions here in Jacksonville. How can Shad Khan bring that in? Because, quite frankly, the moves that he has made hasn't brought that in enough at least from a sustainability standpoint. Let me ask you this, Austin, Brent. Let me ask you this. So you bring in a young dude. How many young dudes, do your, do your math on this, how many young dudes have come in to play the quarterback position that have led their team to the Final Four or to the Super Bowl, right? Roethlisberger did it, right, when he was, come, when he was a, a rookie. And they had great defense. Mm-hmm. Last year, Mahomes did it. They had great defense. Now, he was phenomenal, obviously, but my point is, all those teams, like, if you bring in a guy like Fields and Lawrence, like, I get it. I get it. It's wonderful. And don't forget, Bortles came in pretty ranked pretty high. Am I correct? Yeah, somewhat. But they reached for him as as well. Not as many people had him as high as they did. Okay. Okay. I, I can live with that. I don't, I don't know the ins and outs like you do. But my point is, 
you can bring in all these guys you want, but you better have a defense. Yeah. No, and I mean, yeah. Like this, like, like, I'll give you another great one, Lamar Jackson. I mean, like, look at him. Like, he's phenomenal. They, they Look how great they were, and they're really good now. I'm not saying they're, they're bad just because they lost an overtime. They're 6-4, and four, but my point is, like, you better be able to have a defense that can, that, that can – and especially in the way the NFL is, like, everybody's scoring in the league. So, Coach, I think to try to echo that point a little bit, if you look at, like, Russell Wilson and Dak Prescott, right? Like, when Russell Wilson was drafted, he came into a great situation in Seattle because they no had doubt. that defense and they had a solid running game. Dak Prescott was a little different where Tony Romo was supposed to be the guy. He hurts his back. Dak Prescott comes in as probably the best offensive line that year in the NFL. Obviously has the running game to back that up as well. To me, it's about bringing these guys into great situations. Now, I think that if you look at what the Jaguars have right now in terms of their foundation going forward, there is some intriguing pieces on the offense, right? You have your offensive line pretty uh, pretty built up. You have some intriguing receivers. But to echo your point a little bit, their defense right now, yeah, obviously it's one of the worst in the entire NFL. And bringing a, a new quarterback in here to try to lead a new regime, to, to lead a new era, you have to have better pieces on defense to try to have his back a little bit more, I think. Well, you got, like, he's going to outscore the other team 34-30. Yeah. See, that's my point. That's, yeah. my, that's what we're asking them to do. We're asking, Tre- we're asking Trevor, Justin, here's what we want you to do. Outscore the other team 34 to 30. Like, it's not fair. Yeah. yeah. Well, they, that's why I think they have to get the right people in to make the right decisions. You have, to me, it's a, I don't know what it is in your world, Coach, but it's a 65 to 70 right decision win rate, I think, in the NFL. Oh, no. that's- oh, it's the same thing with us. It's the same thing with us. It's the same thing with us. I yeah. mean. Look at our team last year. I mean, that was, you know, the, the same team the year before, you know, but, you know, with the Horkler thing and the six-game losing streak, and then now all of a sudden those guys become older, they become seniors, they become a little bit more this and that, and now you reload, and, and, and you're just going at it again with the, with this new core um, of guys that we have coming back, and then you add on those new pieces. So it's the culture they're coming into and the expectations. Because here, here's the big thing, like, there's a disconnect with reality. You understand? When you're trying to build something, you're trying to win, there's a disconnect with reality when people are coming in. Mm-hmm. And the one thing you can't have, you can't have that. So when these dudes are coming in and they see the fancy dish and the bling this and this looks nice, and that, well, guess what? And let me tell you what it took to get that. Mm-hmm. And that's where that culture piece comes into play that you guys are talking about. And, and, and the elephant's in the room. Like, this is what we do. This is the way we do it. Like, like, when you come to play for us or when you come to play for the football teams you were talking about, that's where that separation comes into play. But you can't get it overnight, and you can't get it if you don't defend. And then on top of all that, you guys know this, the spirit and the esprit de corps that is constant in that locker room, it's got to be worth, what, one one and a half? Yeah, one and a quarter, one and a half wins a year? Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. And when those, you know, you got those, yeah, like, you know, we're 13 and three last year. You, you know, when you look at that, when you win your third championship in six years, you're looking at that specifically and saying, where did our spirit, where did our culture, where did our guys' connectivity, like, you know, in the old days, they called it, you know, chemistry, but whatever. <laughs> like, like, when did that, like, what, like, when did that, when did that truly take over a game, a situation? You know, we won, I think we, I think 13 wins, we had eight by double digits. 
And I think we had three more that we gave away at the, toward the end of the game. So I'm with you. I hear you. I feel you. We understand that obviously we, we've been, you know, we've, we've dealt with it, but I, I, I think we shouldn't. I'm happy that you guys talked about this today. And I'm glad, like, they're pros, man. Like, like when they go on the field next Sunday, like they're pros. Mm-hmm. Like, like we got to strap it on, and we, we've we've, we've got to do something. I know people say throw the game, fix the game, get this, get that. Man, that's just I, I, that, that ain't that ain't how athletes do, man. and that ain't the way it works. Coach, I had a question for you, and I'm glad we're talking about this topic right now because I want to bring this up a little bit. If you go back to My 2007, nose is hurting from all these COVID. Uh, <laughs> uh, 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 Q-tips, I got to oh, put up my nose. Go ahead. I hear you, man. Try having my, my nose for once to see what happens, man. I, oh, they, they may mess around there. Um, listen, 2017, the Jaguars have a lot of success. 2018, adversity hits, it snowballs, and we know what happened after that. 2019 until now. So really, this is a team that when they faced adversity, whether it's internal, whether it's on the field, they haven't responded properly. Obviously, okay, you, okay. you coach a sport that there's a lot of adversity during a game, right? I mean, the mm-hmm, yeah. the, the game of basketball, it's nothing but eb- ebbs and flows, the ups and downs. What do you Ooh, do? Ebbs and flows. Yeah, I like, yeah, how you like that, coach? <laughs> but what do you do when your team faces that adversity? Like, what are some of the messages that you get across, and how do you get your team to respond to say, you know what, guys, it, it, it could be snowballing right now, but we're going to draw a line in the sand and say, no, we're this is not who we are, and we have to recover from this. I think the one thing is when you talk about it a lot, when you show it a lot, when mm. you demonstrate it a lot, when you say this is what it looks like, when you go through boot camp, when you go through uh, uh, mental fatigue, when you go through the grind, because that's what athletics is, it's the grind. If you can't accept the grind, you can't succeed where you want to go. Yeah. And you know they're going to come. Like, you know those problems are coming. Mm-hmm. You know it. But they give you that great endurance. Our theme this year is perseverance is power. It gives you that great endurance. And you know, you guys know, character is going to win at the end of the day. You have, like talent's talent. When, you know, talent's going to be equal, right? When talent's equal, what's going to separate you? It's character. What gives you character? It's endurance. And where do you get it from? Those ebbs and flows, those adversities, those things that are put in front of you where I'm not doing this, or we're not doing this, or we're missing this. Or Okay, well, what, what do you want me to do? Want me to tell them we ain't playing? Want me to tell them to lay down? Want me to tell them? Like, people love playing against us. But what happens is, and you know this, you guys know this, and athletes know this. So when you have endurance and you've got the ability to move forward, to mm-hmm. persevere, right? Mm-hmm. When you have that endurance, it creates confidence. And in my opinion, in my opinion, confidence is something that's in your heart. It's God-given in your heart. Confidence is not me patting you on the back and saying, oh, good job, Johnny. Oh, way to go, Johnny. <laughs> no, that's not confidence. That's called encouragement. Ah, confidence is in your heart because you look in the mirror and you say, I know what I'm doing. I know how to do this. I know I can overcome it. I know what I'm going to get done. Like, that's, that's what it is. Like, that's what confidence is. And when you have that, those things hit you. They punch you. They knock you down. They, they maybe take you back a half a step, and then that's when you, you go forward and you go. And, 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 and So when you have that in your heart, in my opinion, you'll never be disappointed when you compete. I, you'll never be disappointed when you compete. 
Matthew Driscoll, like men's basketball coach, UNF Osprey, is with us here on Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. And I know you're listening. You're talking to the millions of people that listen to our show every day. But you're on a bus, I believe, to Raleigh, North Carolina for a game Wednesday. And we might have just helped you give your pregame speech. <laughs> well, the bad thing is all, all the guys are sleeping or they got their earbuds in. So. <laughs> the, only heard, the only one who heard me is David, the bus driver. He's up there going 95. I'm trying to get him to slow down a little bit. <laughs> hey, Coach, uh, we only got a couple more minutes, but uh, love having you. And I'm glad basketball season's starting up for, for selfish reasons. Uh, Rick Patino suggested maybe they should move this thing back. Uh, yeah, we're seeing well, a lot yeah, of cancellations. <laughs> yeah, well, first, first of all, he's not allowed to he's not allowed to coach till January. I think he has a, I think he's got some kind of NCAA rule against him where he's not allowed to coach till January anyway. So, Rick may want to get out of Miami and get eighteen in a couple times. No, look, look, look guys, let, 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 let's look at the reality of this. First of all, how much do you want to practice? You want to keep on practicing, keep on practicing, keep on practicing, keep on practicing. Like, like we've been going at it now since you know August seventeenth thinking that the season was going to be on the 25th. You push this thing back six more weeks. Now you're talking about soft tissue. Forget that. Now you're talking about how much do you hit? How do you hit? What do you do? How do you go? Like, it's time to get it on. And just like, you know, just like the football did, they, 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 they got it set and got it on. So what's going on right now is not, is not, not been thought about. I'm on the Congress for the NABC and, the one thing we knew was the 20% of the teams at some point were not going to be able to participate. Hmm. Think about this. Ivy League's 10. They're not playing. Uh, Patriot League's 10 teams. They're not playing until the, sec- till the, till the conference. And then you add another, you know, 40 teams in there that, you know, that are in quarantine. So I think once the contact tracing kind of gets a little bit more refined, as we move forward, you know, into the next year, especially with the vaccine on the way and, and some other different things that are happening along the way as well, too. I think it's a perfect time to start. You know, most campuses, I don't know if you guys know this or not, most campuses in America are closed. Most kids either took their tests last week and this week, go home for Thanksgiving and never come back until mid-January or late January. So most campuses are closed. So, therefore, there's gonna, it's going to be a better dichotomy. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is this, too, guys. Like, when we take our guys and we're going, it doesn't matter if they're home, if they're at the flats, if they're um, uh, going to get something to eat with their mask on and getting it to go, if we send them home and let's not do anything until January. Like, it's out there. Like, it's, it's part of our world. It's part of our daily life. You guys probably walked past. 20 people today that had it. Because yeah. mm-hmm. what is it, 87% are asymptomatic. So, like, you don't even know. Like, people don't even know. And here's the other thing, too. They ain't getting tested. We get tested three times a week. So, yeah. you know, in my opinion, athletes, they're probably more safe than anyone. Yeah, and I think a lot of people have, have said that, and maybe the, it's shown. I mean, it's not, it doesn't make you immune from it, certainly not. But uh... No, absolutely but, but but the thing is, we're canceling games. It's not because of the COVID. It's because of the contact tracing. Yeah, very true. Very true. So huh? so the, co- the 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 coach gets it, or the one player gets it, or whatever. Well, now we have to, you know, we have to do our due diligence and make sure that that thing's not, you know, spreading or super spreading or whatever they call that thing. So, to me, th- there's no sense in pushing this thing back, and it's not it's not going to change. Like it's here, it's here. However, 
as we move through this vaccine, as we move through this this holiday season. And then, you know what? Think about this, Brett, what you just said. Well, when are all the college students coming back in January? Yes. So, so really, all the campuses are going to get, you know, the, the possibility, if you want to call it that, of people coming back from the holidays that possibly could be. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, you know, well, hey, and, and you, you, so. Go ahead. No, no, I, I, I know you have other things well, to talk well, no, about. No, no, I just want to ask you about, well, especially since the guys have their earbuds in, you can tell us if you like your team or not, and be honest. <laughs> I mean, East, Eastern Kentucky on <laughs> Wednesday night. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. First, first of all, if they got their earbuds in or not, it doesn't matter. I'm going to be honest with you, so don't worry about that. Um, I, really love, I really love our spirit. I really love our length. I really love um, uh, our competitive. Our juices really flow high when they compete. I love our ability to share it. Like, we really share it well. Uh, we haven't solidified the what is a good shot versus what's a shot. Mm-hmm. So we haven't solidified that good, better, best, never let it rest you. Good, better, the better, best. And that's something that's been huge in our program. Five people average double digits every single year. So it's, it's something that we are really, really have worked on. We've really tried to hone in on. And when you have a bunch of guys coming in, you're trying to move pieces around. Tallest team we've ever had, 6'6", average height. Uh, we have a couple guys that are up there that can handle it, like guards that can, that can really find guys. We're rebounding the ball in practice at a higher rate. We'll see how it translates to the game because you guys know transfer learning is the greatest thing, and when the lights come on, things change. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's the one thing we got hurt with, no scrimmages, no exhibitions. You couldn't go out and play somebody else like you did in the past at least give you some kind of a uh you know a measurement of exactly where you were so eastern kentucky they're going to press for 40 minutes um nc state on friday they're going to press for 40 minutes um fiu later down the road they're going to press for 40 minutes so we're going to see a ton of pressure and you know with our with our guys our theme is always the same layups and dunks wide open threes layups and dunks wide open threes so I really, really think that when you see these guys in January, they're going to be completely different just because of experience. Here's a great statistic, Brett. We have two players on our 13 scholarship guys, two players that have ever played Division One basketball more than one year. Two players that have ever played Division One basketball more than one year. How about that? Wow. We have six. Well, how about this stat the other way? We have six dudes on our 13-man roster, scholarship, six dudes that have been in college for three years or more. Wow. Dang. So, yeah. yeah, it's crazy stat. So it isn't like we're young. We're just inexperienced. Yeah. And, you know, we reload. So we're going to shoot threes. We're going to play fast. The zone looks different because it's so much longer. And, and uh, um, um, uh, we've done some things to it, so – we're really super, super excited. We're really blessed to have this opportunity to get on the floor and, and strap it on at 530 on Wednesday, um, uh, um, you know, against Eastern Kentucky. Awesome. And fourth, I think, in the OVC. Well, good luck on Wednesday night. I'm the layup in threes, wide open threes, guys. Austin will be the dunk guy. Um, here on this show. Yeah, that's all I got. Uh, so, uh, happy Thanksgiving to you and the family and, and the coaching staff, and good luck. Go get them Wednesday night. Uh, we'll talk to you next week. Crack a barrel to go, baby. That's where we're on Thursday. Oh, now, we're talking. Talking. Now, we're now we're talking. Now we're talking. Thanks, man.
I just feel like whenever I watch Lamar play, he is the Russell Westbrook of the NFL. Like, he's a guy that's going to get you a lot of stats, crazy athletic, going to do things. But at the end of the day, like, Russell Westbrook needs to make shots in order to help you win a championship. I need Lamar Jackson to be make marginal wide receivers better. I'll tell you what, man. Shine off Lamar Jackson. I mean, do I talk about him? (laughs) Brent, you have selfish intentions. But do I talk about him? You know why? Because I sold when I sold. <laughs> and now I'm on the Kyler Murray bandwagon. Are you concerned about Lamar Jackson? <sighs> um, yeah, I am a little bit. Uh, I think that they're a team that needs more wide receivers at their disposal. I think that when they lost Hayden Hurst and now uh, Boyle's been out with an injury and all they have left is really Mark Andrews, I think Hollywood Brown has regressed big time. He's having, he's having a rough year. And... It stinks for him because he doesn't get the ball, so he complains that he wants the ball more. Then what, what do you do? Well, you drop the ball twice. So like that's not a good uh, you know sign of faith uh, in you to you know to try to pound the rock to you a little more. And then with Mark Ingram being hurt, it's just listen, this Ravens team right now, um, they they're they're a shell what what they were last year, hands down. And I think the only way to go forward is to evolve. And the only way to evolve is to get a lot more tools at your disposal on the offensive side of the ball. I'll tell you, you know, you look at, you watch that game last night, like Kansas City yeah. and Oakland. Yeah. Oakland, Las Vegas. Yeah, uh, I make the same mistake. Whatever, right? Yeah. And we're finally over San Diego, kindly. I, uh, kindly. I'm not, but yeah. Uh, but if you look at that game, you're like, <laughs> this is perfect for, it's our prize picks segment. Yeah, yeah. Our prizepicks.com, prize picks app. Check it out. I had a tough weekend, by the way. Yeah. Like, I could well, not. Get it done this weekend. I was not yeah, good. Y- everyone should have listened to me. 
I said Antonio Gibson. What did Antonio Gibson do? Yep. I said Mike Davis. What did Mike Davis do? Now, Mike Davis got you one at point one points <laughs> to winning, so a little bit of a nail-biter, if you will, but I told you it was going to happen. And, and those are the two guys that I stacked all my lineups around. Yeah, it's fantasy, daily fantasy simplified right here at prizepicks.com, prizepicks app. Check it out. But, you know, I think Lamar Jackson right now is an intro, Like I'm waiting for him to break out. Like, yeah. again, I, I put Lamar Jackson on my my prize picks team yeah. yesterday. He's actually on my fantasy team as well. Yeah. And I'm wait, I'm like, okay, this will be the week. This will be the week. And this especially will be the his week. ability to run with the football because that, that gets you the added bonus points right there. And, and I almost wonder if that's why he's struggling because he put so much attention. It felt like, I don't know, we don't cover Baltimore every day. Yeah. But it feels like he put so much attention on not running. Like staying in the pocket. I got to prove to everybody I'm a pocket guy, pocket guy. Yeah. No, you don't. You don't. I mean, not everybody is doing that. You don't have to prove that. If you can use your legs, I mean, people are using their legs and it's okay. Like, it's an okay thing. Uh, don't worry about what everybody's saying. I feel like that almost got into his psyche a little bit. And he's yeah. not, or maybe teams are just doing a better job. But my, my reference to the Oak, uh, the uh, Raiders and the Chiefs game is if, again, like if you're playing, playing prize picks, mm. you got to pick the right guy. It's almost like the Steelers out here. Yeah. Like pick Juju Smith-Schuster. No, Ben nope. decided to go to Deontay Johnson instead like 500 times. Yeah, I right. know. Oh, uh, and by the way, one point per reception. Well, you, so he was easily over. It was easy. Yeah. And, and But you got to pick the right guy. Yeah. Right? And same thing with like last night. Oakland, uh, okay, I'm going to keep saying Vegas has yeah. all these guys. That, yeah. They utilize them all. Mm-hmm. We know the Chiefs have all these guys, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, who do they want to have a big day? Tyreek Hill? Yeah. Or do they want... Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey. Yeah. Or do they want uh, Michael Hardman today yeah. to have his breakout game? Do they want to use Le'Veon Bell or do they want to use Edwards Elaire? Yeah. You know, they have. I don't see Baltimore having that many options. They have a no. few, and they beat you at the tight end spot with Andrews, and they used to have more tight ends, and they did have Hollywood Brown performing, and they had Ingram, and they add J.K. Dobbins. You know, by the way, both those guys now with COVID-19. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the update this week for a big Thursday night game, so we'll see what happens on Thanksgiving night. But they don't have the plethora of weapons, even the Steelers, the Raiders, yep. the Chiefs have. Like, I don't see that. It, they, they can't. They can't beat you with five or six guys. The great offenses right now can beat you with all those guys. Correct. And that's the thing about last year, though, Brent. Like, Jackson was the weapon, right? Is he going to run? Is he going to pass? If he runs, well, we better be able to stop him. And this year, he's not running as much. And, you know, if they do try to run with him, well, you have a quarterback spy on, you have a contain on, so he can't do that. So essentially what you're doing right now, if you're playing the Baltimore Ravens, is you're taking away Lamar Jackson's ability to run. And you keep him in the pocket. Now, when he's in the pocket, how good of a passer is he truly? Well, he's okay. But once again, he doesn't have the weapons to be successful. Like, let's be honest. If you're Tom Brady, if you're Drew Brees, like, and then you put those guys on the Ravens roster right now in terms of their offensive weapons, you think they're pretty happy to be there? Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. Right? That they would much rather take the Saints offense and the Bucks offense. So with that being said, I think you just need a lot more tools at your disposal if you're the Baltimore Ravens. If you haven't checked out prizepicks.com uh, yet or the prizepicks app, you got to do it. We're having a blast with it. We talk about it all the time. Hey, how'd you do? Uh, did you win? Did you yeah. lose? Uh, but here's how you can get involved. Check them out on the app, prizepicks.com. You can also get, if you put in the entry code, the, the promo code JAXX, J-A-X, up to uh, 100% match of your first deposit. So go play along. And I'll be honest with you, 
I'm a little, I'm confusing myself. Thursday night, I thought it was going to be this high scoring game. It's 28 21. It wasn't this back and forth. It was long drives. Yeah. Yesterday afternoon in the NFL, it was like defense showed up. It's mid November. It's time to play defense. Mm-hmm. There were games that didn't even get out of the 20s, most every game. Then in the afternoon set of games, we had this 31 to 28, 34 to 31, 35, 30, whatever it was, those kind of games. So what to expect tonight is interesting. It is. You have potentially good offenses, but really a team in the Rams that's known for McVay, so you think offense, but it's really a good defense. Mm-hmm. They have proven to be one of the best defenses in the NFL. Rams against the Bucks. It's a tricky one tonight. This is a tricky one. And if I'm trying to analyze this and say, where do I see value? Who can hit the overs right now on the, project- on the projections? There's two guys that I kind of have a keen eye on, right? I had Antonio Gibson on uh, Mike Davis for the Sunday slate. These two guys, I think, could kind of overseed projection just a little bit just because of the matchup and who they're going against. My first guy, I got to go Cooper Cup. All mm-hmm. right, Cooper Cup's been very consistent uh, in, in, in getting the lion's share of targets, and I think it, which could be a, a kind of a track meet, a high-scoring game. I think Cooper Cup can get that 14.6, uh, which, which has been set up before him. The other guy, and then listen, this one's a little more tricky. Right, because I could say Mike Evans, but Jalen Ramsey says, "What's up?" I, you think I right. travel with and him? I'm, I was wondering about that because you could go with Godwin as well. I see, mean, but the thing with Chris Godwin is to put him in the slot, and I don't see Jalen Ramsey going to the slot. I think Mike Evans is going to be the key guy that the Rams try to take out with Jalen Ramsey. So, with that being said, and if, if what I say is going to be true, Mike Evans, sorry man, can't take you. Then I see Chris Godwin. I see Antonio Brown. Chris Godwin, 14 points projection. Antonio Brown, 13 points projection. It's pretty comparable. Go ahead and give me the guy that's been in the offense a little more. Go ahead and give me the guy that can go out of the slot, can be a home run threat in Chris Godwin. So I'm taking Chris Godwin with over, and I'm taking Cooper Cup with over. Interesting. Uh, you know, and I, I actually think on a lot of these, I think Gronk gets a little too much love on mm-hmm. the, because of his name. His game is not where his name is. Yeah. And he's got like 9.4. If you're thinking about an under, the under's kind of fun sometimes because you're winning most of the way until they eclipse <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's a good point. All From a psyche standpoint. Oh, you yeah, see because you're, you're in the green. <laughs> Absolutely. I've, I've been there. Uh, I've so been there. Anyway, here's how PrizePix works. Uh, check it out, prizepix.com, PrizePix app, and uh, two or three or four players you can pick, the over-unders. It's as simple as that. Uh, Daily Fantasy Simplified. you got to check it out. We're having a lot of fun with it. We'll play along tonight as well, tell you how we did um, through the rest of the week. I want to take a break. I promise you, we got Give Me One Thing, yep. and I do want to ask you about this one coach. Does it make sense for the Jacksonville Jaguars? That is on the way right here on ESPN. Once again, a reminder, if you use prizepicks.com, which we hope you do, make sure you put in that JAX promo code, J-A-X, and you can get a 100% match on your first deposit up to $100 for all your entries. Coming up on Monday Night Football. We think about that every day. You know, we got to get one. You know, you don't want to go on 16, and especially, you know, like I'm saying, especially if this might be my last year. I can't go out like that, you know? Um, so we just going to keep working as a team, you know, um, and hopefully we can just try to get one, man. And I can't wait till we get it. You know, I'll be so happy. But, uh, you know, if it is my last year, you know, I can't say I'm going out on 16, you know. You know what that is? Yep. Go ahead. He sounds pretty, I mean, he sounds young for in this microphone, like in this, you know, in my earbuds, I guess I would say, in my headphones. Frank Gore. Yes. Yeah. We're rooting for you, Frank Gore. Yeah. Yep. 
Did you see his son, by the way? Yeah, who's he playing for? Southern Miss. Southern Miss. Yeah, yeah. not bad. He, he had a good game. I don't know if they even won or not. It's interesting, all the, like Jimmy Smith's kids playing. You know, yeah. all, oh, you got all these guys. Your Has kids there playing. ever been a father and son? I was just about combo to ask that. In the NFL. Well, Dion's kids are playing now too. Like at the same time. I'm saying the same time, same team. Obviously, had baseball with the Griffies. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know that answer. I would hmm. suggest no. Yeah. I wonder if Frank Gore tries to hang on then. Wow, well, old is this kid? Uh, you know, what year? I, I, that I'm not sure. I can look that up. And is he good enough to make it to the NFL? <laughs> I mean, the highlights that I saw, he was running pretty isn't, hard. Isn't that why a lot of people think LeBron's hanging on? They think Correct. his son is, yeah, he's trying to get his, to play with his son. But, but like once again, goal. I mean, in no respect to that, that'd be awesome too. But, like, that's that's basketball. Like, yeah. If this happened in football, yeah. you know how crazy that would that's be? That's a good point. Especially yeah. like the running back position. <laughs> Thank you, Kuz. You know what you're talking about. Yeah. You got By it. Way, did you see LeBron again? I yeah. tagged you on a couple yeah, of tweets. Yeah, you tagged me. Listen, I, I mean, did you see LeBron hey, again? I'm not, I'm not going to address it, all right? Anytime you tag me and LeBron James giving props to somebody, I'm not going to address it. I know, but I'm just telling you, what like, I, I want this. I want everybody to know, like, I like LeBron. Like, I'm a LeBron fan. Yeah. But this is getting out of control what with LeBron. What do you mean LeBron. it's getting out of control? I mean, Derrick Henry scores in overtime. Hey, King Henry, I see you. It was a nice run. It was a good play. Who Why else can't did, LeBron who else, who else was it? Um... He's like, oh, I don't know. Now, Justin Fields was fine. He gave, he gave like was, Ohio um, State love, I think. It was some somebody with the Browns, too, I think. Was it Chubb or Kareem Hunt? Well, I don't know. Uh, Brent. It was something Saturday. Oh, it was Ohio State. It was Ohio State. That's no, what it was. No, but that was okay because he is a Buckeye why, yeah. fan. Like, he's a Buckeye fan, though. That one's okay. The, the guy can't spread. I mean, come from sun, Mr. Sunshine and, and Mr. Rainbows over here. I just feel and, like and he's the guy front can't running. be happy. How is he front running? He's, he's front getting. Running. I told you, if I have my best show I've ever had, I guarantee oh, you, LeBron man. James would tweet me today. Well, I guess it wasn't the best show. Then, no, we're still, it's still waiting, waiting on that. I hope. I hope he can do a good if show. If I went so get some viral props. today for some reason for a good thing, I guarantee you, LeBron would be retweeting me. What, which I what do you have against him now? Nothing. I don't understand I, I just, this. I don't understand this. Let this, the guy he's, be. Brent. He's tweeting every. He's retweeting everybody. Tweeting would you, at everybody. Would you that rather does have well. him just tweet about himself no. with his shirt off the mirror? I, I and mean, just that basic generic pro athlete stuff. Yeah, maybe just J.R. Smith. But yeah. I, I think maybe it'd be better if he tweet other people that need to be lifted up. Instead of people that are already on top. Like who? I don't know. Like us. We Jags fans Jags. suck. <laughs> so, I mean, Jags fans suck. Sorry, Jags fans. I mean, everybody, Jags suck. Everybody wants a handout, Coos. Everybody wants a handout. Hey, LeBron, can you tweet the Jags and say, hey, we feel for you? Everybody, everybody wants before. a handout. I'm a Browns man. fan. I've been there before. Everybody wants a handout. Oh, oh like he's such an, in, in Browns land right now. Like it's so good there. Go to the playoffs and win a game first. All right, give me one thing. What you got? One thing, I wish you would calm down about LeBron James. That's I'm just my telling, one thing. Like, I've noticed it, and I'm a fan. I'm not even a LeBron hater at all. I love LeBron Yeah. in a lot of ways, but he's got to stop front-running right now on social media. Yeah, okay. My my one thing, it's uh, this week you're going to see a lot of crazy hype. You're probably going to see a lot of crazy quotes. You have the Mike Tyson, Roy Jones Jr. fight taking place, I believe, this Saturday. Um, and if you've been following the betting lines at all, if you've been following the odds, You've been following the, the the comments going back and forth. I'll be honest, Brent. I have no idea what's going on in this fight because, by my understanding, it was supposed to be they're wearing a headgear, bigger gloves, and it was supposed to just kind of be like a thing for charity. No one's gonna get knocked out. Well, then Mike Tyson said, "No, I'm knocking this guy out." And then all of a sudden, now okay, so now it's a real fight. And then the fight's off, and now it's like a expedition to get or an exhibition match. And then it's back to a real fight. I don't know what's gonna happen with this fight. I'm not gonna put any money on it, and I may not even watch it live just because 
I don't want to see like listen. You're afraid what you're going to see. It's like exactly, a movie. exactly. Because let's be honest, with Mike Tyson, Rojo and Junior, what do you want to see? You want to see them go all out a hundred percent, and let's see who the better fighter is, right? That's what you want to see. You don't want to see a, a, a practice round with guys wearing headgear. Like you don't want to see that, Brent. Do you? I don't no. want to see that. No. So I'm just curious to see where this is going to go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, hey, here's my one thing. Did you see the fight in Reese Davis's? Yeah, I did. <laughs> of yep. course, it was against your voice. I, I mean, Sorry. is that why you're bringing that no, up? No, it's not really. Is that not the one thing? Uh, that is, is, one is, thing. That, is that your one thing, though? The fight in Reese no, Davis no. thing was classic. Listen, you get one thing. Yeah, that's my this one is, thing. So this is your one thing. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But it's also... No a, more things. <laughs> no? This is, this is the one thing. That's my one thing. You, and you blew it. That's my one thing. Because you tried to get cocky with the Badgers, didn't you? Uh, not it had nothing to do with the Badgers. I just think yeah. it's kind of it was kind of a fun thing. It's cool. Go back it's and cool. look at Northwestern's uh, feed, yeah. and they documented the whole week on it. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, part. You got it. it was pretty good. Like okay. they were talking about it in practice the whole time. Yeah, like they picked up a theme. Okay, so I really did give me one thing because I thought that was kind of fun. Yeah, but I wanted to segue into Pat Fitzgerald mm-hmm. as the Jaguars coach. Would you sign off on it or be like? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, the reason why I'm laughing is because Pat Fitzgerald reminds me of one of my, my really good friends from back home who coaches, who coaches high school football. Like, talks just like him, looks just like him. Um, what I like it, I mean, I wouldn't mind it, Brent, I guess, at the end of the day, because it's an, it's a, he's a culture builder, I feel like. He's a high-energy guy. So to answer the question, I, I love it. Yeah, I like Pat Fitzgerald. Here's the thing about the Pat Fitzgerald. Like, I don't. I feel like we'd be playing twenty to sixteen games all the time. Oh, I love oh. it, Run, it, running the football, playing good defense. The, oh, but but there's two Those things. Shills. There's two mm. things I'm after mm. for the Jacks. What? One is a culture. Here we go. Yeah, which he is. And he's a great. He'd yeah. be a great. You yeah. would know what you're expecting. Yeah. There'd be a standard. I think he'd be very good. Yeah. I just I need Here also that forward you, thinking. You gotta score 50 points a game because this is what I'm accustomed to now, and I have very rich tastes because I'm Brett Martineau. Yeah, I just don't know. Nope. I don't know how that would make Brent, me feel. You, this year is not the real year of football. Okay, so get that out of your mind right now. We're going back to the dark ages. Local loud. Learning the football Coming and up playing defense. Next, I'm Ten trying to get us off. Cause I can't wait. Live local loud. Turn that music Coming up off. Next. We're not done yet. <laughs> run the football and stop the run. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.